This is episode 301 for May 2014, and in this Fight Club, we're going to talk about Doc Ock, so why not involve the cutting crew singing I Just Died in Your Arms tonight? On with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to this month's Fight Club. George, we're going back to the 80s again. Yeah, we're going back to uh, June of 1983, Brad, in a story called The Final Battle. Yes, love this one. Which, you know, in typical uh, comic book uh, jargon, is it's not actually the final battle. Because, <clears throat> uh, well, you know, they fought many times after that. It's not the final countdown either. No. <laughs> but, but, uh, sorry. Did, did you just go Europe on uh, right here? I went Europe, man. Did you just bring Europe into this holy, this holy yeah, temple dude. of fight? <laughs> oh, my God, Brad. Now, last month uh, we did the the battle where uh, of Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man seventy five and six, right? Yeah, where uh, where he, uh, uh, Peter uh, ripped his arms off. Right. How, refresh me because I didn't read the issues in between in thirty years. How did Ock get his arms back in? Well, they were putting his arms back at the end of the story from the last time. Remember, okay. they were. They, oh, he was in the hospital. No, he wasn't. At, he was at some kind of secret octopus compound. Because right. you know, I guess he rolls like Cobra. I don't know, but um, and they were they were getting ready to reattach the arms, and they were telling him, you know, hey, this would go a lot easier if you just let us use some sedative on you, maybe knock you the f out. And he's like, no, I want to remember every moment of this pain. I, I want to, you know, the pain. Yes, yeah. I, I, I want you know to learn from this and and for this to drive me, you know, onward, and uh, okay. which is crazy. I mean, um. Well, Doc's crazy. Well, so. Yeah, he's crazy Fits. too. So, so yeah, I mean, they were reattaching his arms back then. So it took a couple issues, but he's finally caught up with Spider. Well, he at one point he went after Black Cat in the hospital, and to the point where now, you know, now Felicia, you know, she's in the hospital. She's got like armed cops in her room twenty four seven. She's yep. got Gene DeWolf, you know, running around the hospital, uh, you know, cover, canvassing the area and that. Uh, that hip old car she had. <laughs> that car was a trip, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, I mean, she, Dr. You know, Dr. Octopus actually comes in at one point and tries to remove Black Cat's life support, mm-hmm. you know, and causes a big ruckus. So this is all that. It, it, it's culminated to this one moment. Now, this is it. It's him and Peter at the dead end of 78. Peter, you know, an octopus saw each other at the hospital, and then it was on like Donkey Kong. They start racing towards each other, and then that's where we pick up here. Okay. And it's a, it starts off on the side of the hospital. Dr. Octopus is coming up. Spider-Man's coming down. You know, just a lot. Uh, I love these outside fights. You know, this, this is why I loved, I think, Spider-Man 2 so much. Mm-hmm. Because in Spider-Man 2, you know, you had that whole fight on the side of the bank building. Yeah, remember and the train train was outside. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean that whole fight, you know, we're just where Doctor Octopus has Aunt May, and and you know, he and he and Spidey are fighting literally on the side of the building. And you know, when I went back and reread this issue, that you know, I, I kept thinking back to that fight scene the entire time. Um, Al Milgram, uh, who does, I should say, Bill Mantlo wrote this, and uh, Al Milgram and uh, Al Milgram did the pencils, and Jim Moody uh, came in and did the finished art. Uh, same same team we had from the stories we covered last month, um, but I just I like these fights, you know, where especially when they're outdoors, you know, when they're outside and they have a lot of room to swing around, you know, and 
Doc's got a lot of, of room to swing his tentacles, and Spidey's got a lot of room to maneuver around. Um, it, you know, it always just it lets the artist just kind of twist off. Mm-hmm. You know, and and just make it. It's, it's almost like a like a ballet of violence. <laughs> Very nice. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have my moments. <laughs> now, well, a ba- huh? ballet of violence. Ballet of violence. Just, that's nice. That should be a title of a book. <laughs> it's, it's like John Steinbeck. Like <laughs> there you go. Ballet of violence. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> while Spider Man's fighting Doctor Octopus outside, uh, Gene DeWolf and the cops manage to uh, get Felicia, uh, they're trying to get Felicia out of the hospital. They whisk her out of her room and into the elevator because, you know, Dr. Octopus wants to kill her too. Mm-hmm. And uh, right as they get her out of the room, you know, Dr. Octopus knocks Spider-Man into the wall. They're fighting inside the hospital now. And um, it's just, I mean, people are, this is a hospital. You've got mm-hmm. people who are sick in here. Yep. Somewhere on these floors, surgery is happening. And Dr. Octopus literally runs to this building like a bull in a china shop. You know? <laughs> yep. and, and Spider-Man the whole time is trying to get people out of the way, and he's trying to dodge that, that, that chunky old lady who's about to get an x-ray. Yeah. <laughs> then, then the x-ray scene happens, yeah, which I remember from, from uh, uh, childhood. I always remember that scene. Then Doc and, yeah, then, then Otto and Spidey are fighting in front of the x-ray machine, and we get to see their bones. Exactly. It's just such a weird, you know, it's, it's, it's like total recall. What was the, ca- I don't have the book right in front of me, what was the caption in front of the... Uh, oh, no, you have Spider-Man, you know, yelling out, let's see what you're really made of. Well, yeah, there you go. Well, what are you made of? Oh, I, it's bad. It's, 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 it's bad writing. It's a bad, oh, it's, come on. It's a, bad, it's a bad line. I remember it from childhood, though. But that's coming back into fashion, apparently. Oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> so I, the next scene—the next scene is really cool, though. Yeah, well, you know, Doctor Octopus is trying to make Spider-Man stop jumping around, you know, like a like a fly on crack, and come down and fight him. <laughs> and um, you know, Spidey's like, "Yes, I'll come down there and walk up to you, so you can pummel me," because that makes sense. So, what Doctor Octopus does, like any good villain, he endangers innocent lives, and he snaps the elevator cables. So the elevator cars start plummeting towards the ground. And so you have, you know, Spider-Man webbing down to try to stop the elevator and, and, and stop it from, from going or stop it from um, or falling all the way down. And it, it, it always seemed fun in me. I, I wondered if, you know, it would be a good scene if, like, it turned out there wasn't anybody in there. <laughs> you know, and Spider-Man's having to fight Dr. Octopus with his foot or something. Well, he's holding this thing so these people that aren't in there won't die. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. But no, that, what, what, a couple thousand pounds? He's, uh, hold off, Doc. i got to grab this real quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you madman. Let me grab this. Well, you know, th- yeah. the fight spills outside. You know, they, they finally leave the elevator shaft. The fight spills outside. They're trying to get Black Cat into an ambulance to get her across town. You know, Spider-Man's like, what the hell are you doing? You should have had her her out of here already. And she's like, we're trying to move a woman on life support. You know, Gene DeWolf's telling him, look, we're trying to help you, but we had to read – we can't just move her. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to – there's equipment. we got to get her onto this thing. We buy it some time. So the fight moves out of the hospital onto onto the streets and eventually onto the highway. Yeah. 
<coughs> so we, we move from the hospital to the highway. Dr. Octopus is chasing Felicia's ambulance because, you know, remember, he wants to kill her too. And this, mm-hmm. this comes after Felicia, bless her heart, got shot 37 times <laughs> at the end of that two-parter. And it took two rounds in the boob. <laughs> remember Brad, as we saw. Yes, and there was a <laughs> implant coming out. Maybe I don't no, know. No, this no, this is the eighties where she doesn't yeah, have this them. Is okay. before the implants. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so you got you got Gene DeWolf and her hip nineteen twenties roadster doing you know pulling a Yui, you know, in yeah. front of Doctor Octopus and and coming at him. Why she's not shooting at him, I don't know. Yeah. Because you know she's a cop, she has a gun. I guess you need both hands to do the Yui. You know, and, and, but she does it also in front of the ambulance, which is a little dangerous. But anyway, uh, her roadster takes a hit. You know, Doctor Octopus puts one of his arms down, and Gene DeWolf goes flying from the car. The the her hip old car, you know, hits the hits Doctor Octopus's tentacle and gets a little crunched up. Yep. She goes flying. Spider Man saves her, and then the fight spills over into a train yard. Mm-hmm. Now here in the train yard, um. You got Spider-Man, Spider-Sense going off, you know, he's, and suddenly there's a road car about to smash right down on top of him. I mean, this is what, – what's fun to mention about this fight is that Dr. Octopus, not only has he come back, but he's he is pissed. He's more pissed than he's ever been, Yeah, and he's actually stronger. Whatever they did to his arms, you know, both he and Spider-Man talked this entire time about how he's actually more powerful than he was. So right. you know, I guess it's a good thing Spider-Man ripped off his arms. If you know, if you're Doctor Rock, Rock, because you, he, apparently he's like the Bionic Man. He he upgraded. Yeah, they're not they're not 1990s adamantium arms at this point. As they but, would say uh, on TV Tropes dot uh, com, he took a level in badass. <laughs> they say when everybody gets a power up. Power, I was just going to say power up. Very good. <laughs> so the fight spills over into the train yard. Doctor Octopus throws the railroad car, an empty box car at Spider-Man. Uh, Spidey dodges, and then he's dodging the tentacles. Doctor Octopus is like on top of like a, I don't know, it looks like an empty caboose or something. <laughs> and he throws Peter down in front of a of a train that's about to hit him. You know, suddenly like the uh, the diesel engine, yep. like a locomotive, is, is coming down the tracks, is about to hit him. And Spider Man decides to break out some little Johnny Cash to taunt him. Yeah, although he gets I love he that. gets the lyrics wrong, but he's trying to sing uh, Folsom uh, Prison Blues. What's what's the what? What do you get it wrong? It says I hear the train a coming. Oh, he forgot the other coming around. The, it's coming around. Yeah, coming around the bend, not coming down the track. Oh, I guess they were scared they would get sued. Oh, by Johnny Cash, yeah, or somebody back then. <laughs> yep, there you go. But anyway, um, so when, you know, so Spidey turns the tables, pushes Doctor Octopus or pulls Doctor Octopus rather in front of the by his tentacles in front of the train himself. Um, and, you know, it's just like, how do you like this medicine, you know? And, and then uh, Dr. Octopus just kind of just kind of bitch smacks the train. He does. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even move. He's just like, I'm not going to run from this. You know, I don't run from anything. And, then, you know, the conductor's flying out of the car and everything's jacked. Let, let me hear you read the sound effect as the train is uh, hit by the arms. What is that big word at the bottom I, of that I, pen? I'm not going to. I can't do it. Shush, 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 shush. Shrash, shrash, shit track. Yeah, shit track. Yeah, shit track. Shit track. Shit track. Shit track. Is that, how you that looks like a shit track right down there. <laughs> the onomatopoeia oh is shit track. Yeah, You're a professional. I know. People, it. people expect more from you, Brad Douglas. 
Mm. Not not at uh, ten thirty at night on a Saturday. I'll tell you. That, that's what they get. Yeah, ten thirty on a Saturday, you get shit. You get shit tracked. Yeah. <laughs> so the fight yeah. moves from uh, what's left of the Silver Streak, apparently, <laughs> and yeah. spills over to an empty construction site. I don't know how many times Spider-Man and Doctor Octopus have fought through an empty construction. I remember that amazing Spider-Man Annual 13. Yeah. That was, that was a construction site. I, th- I think half of Spider-Man's fights uh, take place in uh, new construction sites. Yeah, the, the, the Juggernaut fight. Yeah. He fought Tombstone through... Uh, it's just an easy thing for a writer to do because it doesn't hurt anybody and there's a lot of things to hit. It's lazy. Oh. <laughs> it's lazy. I know, I'm serious. Spider-Man should have to worry about a crowd. Yeah, I mean, taking him away from the crowd is just it's it's easy mode. All right. I guess I'm too hardcore. Yeah, is that right. what it is? Maybe I'm just too hard. Maybe I'm the asshole. No, you're just shit tracked. Now just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So Spider-Man. All right, we're, we're in an empty. Uh, Spider-Man lures him into the construction site. Um, there, you know, we've already established that he can't webbed up Doctor Octopus's tentacles. For too long because Dr. Octopus is so strong now, he'll just break through them. Now, of course, what we know today of the webbing is that right after it comes out, it's not that strong. It has to set. But once it's set, you know, it takes like the thing to try to tear that stuff off. Okay. You know, if you're the thing or Wolverine, you can probably get this stuff off. If you, Well, if you've got claws. As we saw, Wolverine himself couldn't, you know, couldn't get himself out of it. Remember that one time? Well, I forgot what, what comic that was. I forget, too. When you left him, you remember he webbed up in the alley? Mm. And Wolverine was like, when I get out of here, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> that that doesn't narrow it down, that might go ahead. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So Spider-Man traps him in the construction site. Um, unfortunately, during the fight, Spider-Man's camera... Uh, which he had set up to take pictures of, of he and uh, Dr. Octopus fighting in here, uh, it goes right in the clink. Yeah. It's been taking pictures of the fight uh, the whole time, and now it's gone in, and he's like, now I might die, but I've also, I'm more, even worse, I've lost money because I can't yeah. sell these pictures. And he's got that floating heads of guilt. Yeah, he's got the, the floating heads come back. Um, yeah. The floating heads are there. Every, anytime he thinks he's about to die, yeah. Or any time he has some sort of life change, you see the floating heads. They have, they're just they're just always there. I don't know when the floating heads first came around. Was that Ramita? No, it's got to be back to Ditko. I, I, I bet it was Gil Kane. I think I think it goes back to Ditko. Honestly, I think there's been floating heads since the beginning. You don't notice them until you just. I remember because in the '80s they were everywhere. Yeah. Like every other issue, you'd have the floating heads. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to name the people in this. We've got Ben Urich, Uncle a- Aunt May, Harry, Flash, Deb Whitman. I have no idea who that one is. That Marty is. Kane? Maybe Felicia, Joe Robertson, Commissioner uh, Gordon. That does look like Commissioner Gordon. Jim Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I have no. Maybe that's maybe that's uh, oh the Jackal. Uh, I think the, no, I think the girl with the glasses up on her head is Marcy Kane. Okay, there's some random people in this heads of guilt. Yeah, yeah, but that's definitely Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> there's Mo Howard to the left of Commissioner Gordon. Oh no, like, like a profile. There's, 
Maybe it's Shimp. <laughs> no, it had more of a pronounced nose with Shimp. Look at that. Yeah. I know it. I'm sorry. I hope you listeners are, are picking up this issue and following along, because it's it's, it's quite entertaining, it at least on this end. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, at least it'll make you want to go back and look for the Commissioner Gordon in a random Spider-Man issue. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah, oh, there's Lisa, Guarantee you, that's Commissioner Gordon. There's Robbie, Jim Gordon. Alfred. Alfred, yeah. <laughs> that's clearly Penguin. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. Anyway, he makes he makes uh, Doc do a stretching move, huh? Yeah, he makes Doc stretch his arms up so that he can wrap girders around them to trap them. He figures, well, my webbing's not going to work, so I'll I'll tie you know his arms up with uh, with these giant steel girders. That shows you how strong he is, bending some steel, man. Yeah, but then Doctor Octopus just brings the whole damn thing down. Doctor Octopus doesn't care. Spider Man's like, no. dude, you can't you can't you were me, free yourself you me. without pulling this whole thing down on top of you. And he's like, you know what? I don't care. It. Even says that I don't care. I'd rather die. Shit track, shit track, son. <laughs> this is uh, this train's on a shit track, <laughs> and I'm not getting off till somebody's dead. <laughs> so Doctor Octopus pulls the whole damn thing down on top of him. Uh, Spider Man saves his life, grabs him before he can be crushed to death by the giant beams, and then Spider Man uh, pulls him to the bank of uh, the river or whatever water that is. And uh, pulls him back on the up on the bank by the highway and tells him, "God, you're a lo-. basically just tells him what a loser he is." Yeah, basically just he flat scares, out scares says, "You are yeah. a loser and you will never ever beat me, not ever ever," which we now know is false. But I mean, he just rubs it in him the whole time. He's like, "You will never beat me. I will always kick your ass." Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of it, you know, and Doctor Octopus at the end is just terrified and he's clawing at his face like a complete lunatic. Yep. And Spider-Man webs him, uh, webs his arms around him, and webs him up, and just leaves him in the field there for the cops to pick up, and uh, takes off. He taunts him with the last line: "One last piece of friendly advice: Don't dare challenge me anymore. I won't warn you again." I know. Yeah. It, it, the word "bitch" should have been at the end of that, <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah, tubby or something. Shit track. But uh, <laughs> but the decision here clearly. Oh man! Clearly, yeah. this is a one-sided ass whooping. And, yeah. in, in favor of Spider-Man, it's it's funny though when when you read these issues now. It's funny when you when you go back, or not I say funny, but interesting to read these issues and, and put it in the context of what what we know is going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. What just happened, where Doctor Octopus killed him. Yeah, Doctor Octopus defeated him, killed him, and really only the only way Peter Parker could come back was Doctor Octopus had to willingly let that happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, for all intents and purposes, he won. Now, sometimes, you know, I've, I've said this before. Sometimes, yeah. you know, to, to, if you're going to have good villains, the villains have to have wins. Right. The villains, Doc, had a, Doc had a win. The villains have got to have wins sometime. Otherwise, I mean, think about this. What is the Green Goblin without Gwen Stacy's death? He's just a dude in a green glider. He's just a dude. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe he's not even around anymore at this time. Maybe he's like the jackal and nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. You know, I mean, but but having him kill kill Gwen Stacy, boom! I mean, overnight he's like, dude, I am the Elvis of Spider villains, <laughs> right? You know? That knocked him up to number one. Right. So sometimes villains have to have a win. Sometimes you have to let the Joker kill Robin and not ever bring him back ever. <laughs> you need to let Robin stay dead. 
And don't let Commissioner Gordon go in spectacular <laughs> Maybe Maybe he knew Gene DeWolf. There you go. Yeah, I could see Gordon and then Gene DeWolf. What do you think? Meryl Now, you know, Gordon was kind of a, kind of a player. Yeah. You know, even though he was married, he was running around with uh, that gal, Sarah Essen, who he would later marry. Mm. Oh, he was having an affair yeah. with his now wife. So, okay, I, didn't know that. Well, I don't know. I don't know now that they've rebooted all that shit. I don't know what's actually happened anymore. Don't care. But um, the uh, the you know the fir- first line of a Jim Gordon uh, romance novel. What? It was a dark night. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this, no, I'm sad because I can't kick you. <laughs> it was a dark I, and stormy I, I'm night. Sad because I have no way to make physical contact with you to show you my display. Drive up to Missouri and kick my ass and drive back to Texas. Just, okay. just hang a Yui and come right back. <laughs> there you go. Right on the highway. Oh my lord, right. God. <laughs> Now before we uh, go, we, we we went over the uh, a bit of who won the fight. I want to talk about and this has nothing to do with Spider-Man, but I love looking at the old ads in this 1983 <laughs> issue because I haven't thought of Fantastic Four bubblegum chunks in damn near 30 years. Uh, did were you able to purchase any of this? Because I remember as a kid looking at gas stations convenience stores, etc., looking for Fantastic Four, a hundred pieces of bubblegum chunks. Reed Richards represents strawberry. The Invisible Woman represents orange. Of course, the Human Torch represents grape. And Watermelon for Ben Grimm. Evidently, you chew these up, and it's, uh, hey, it's big bubble blowing time. Why, why is Ben Grimm watermelon and not orange? Why is the Invisible Woman orange? I, I do not know. I do not know. I don't think this... This candy sold very well. I never saw it. I didn't either because I looked everywhere. Down here we had Big League Chew. Yeah. And if your parents didn't want to go uh, go to the store, we had Children's Chewables. <laughs> we ate aspirin. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I also – this is really off topic, but damn it, it's my show. Uh, <laughs> there was a, a Spider-Man ad that uh, you could get a Spider-Man backpack if you bought some cheese of all things. Yeah. And I went my, – my grandma and mom and I went all over the supermarkets looking for this random cheese with a Spider-Man label on. So I get a Spider-Man backpack, and it was never sold in the Missouri area. It was probably an East Coast cheese. <laughs> yeah, that would, they would do that. They would put things in their, in their comics that wouldn't even be available in your area. Like we never had fantastic, fantastic chunks. We never had that here. Never did either. Two two other items I remember from the eighties that I went around looking for, and I eventually found it. Remember Malta meal, dude. And I, uh, I used to have. Yes, I remember Malta meal. Well, wait a minute. Was Malta meal the the equivalent of like strawberry quick? No. No. What was the Malta meal? Was, was the, the breakfast thing? Oh, I'm sorry. What was the other What was the other version of like quick? Uh, what was that called? It was in a big uh, container-like strawberry quick, and anyway, it had Marvel stickers in the bottom of it. I don't remember that. All I remember is Nesquik. Yeah, it was the op- it was the other it was a competitor of Nesquik. Anyway, I remember there were stickers in the bottom of the the glass container, and I was at the grocery store on the floor. I remember shaking that thing so I could see what sticker it was. I was looking for the Spider-Man one. Probably like like you're trying to hump it on the floor like a like a sick monkey. <laughs> What's that kid doing with the milk products over there? That boy ain't right. <laughs> oh, I know. And I'll I'll never forget another ad uh, in a Marvel comic of the '80s was for Cookie Crisp. 
uh, it it said if you if you cut off if you eat like 15 boxes of Cookie Crisp, which I'm exaggerating, but not really, uh, you could uh, mail and get a free Marvel comic, which cost 60 cents back in the day. So I paid like I bought like three four dollar boxes of cereal, and the reason I wanted to oh. get get the book is because in the ad it had the cover Amazing Spider-Man 252 the first appearance of the black costume. <laughs> and I was not able to find that book anywhere. And I'm like, well, this is the perfect solution. Yeah, I'll eat 14 boxes of cereal, and I'll get Amazing 252 sent my way. A lot of people don't realize back in the day, you, I mean, there were comic book shops, but there weren't as many as there were, like, say, in the 90s or even now. No. To get comic books, you had to go to a convenience store or a drug store or sometimes a supermarket, and you sometimes you didn't you didn't get the next month's issue. Exactly, and I missed two fifty two, two fifty three, and two fifty four. That's three months worth of Amazing Spider-Man's. I'm like I'm like I'm like an eight year old on crack. I, I need my, I'm like the Cookie Crisp will answer my prayers. How did Spider-Man get the black suit? So I I ate fourteen boxes of cereal, cut off the poop of purchases, mailed it, waited a month or two, and finally I get a thing in the mail from Cookie Crisp. I'm like yes, it's Amazing 252. Thank goodness. And I open it up, and it's Amazing. 259, which I already have a copy oh. of. And I'm like, no! And you're like, I got the diabetes just for that. <laughs> exactly. 14 boxes of cereal. And, 14 boxes of cereal. And a scorching case and they, of the diabetes. And they just gave me the most recent issue out, not the black-suited one I wanted. Oh, my so, Lord. And I, if you search for that, you will be able to see that Cookie Crisp ad. It definitely has amazing 250. I used to eat Cookie Crisp, but I didn't need it 14 boxes in. Ah. <laughs> That's why well, I take that, that black symbiote, man. You're, it gives you a, you're a decadent freak, Joe <laughs> I guess so. So, decision, Spider-Man, but Doc Ock put up a hell of a fight. Yeah, Dr. Octopus was, was like a like a, like a a monkey with rabies Yeah. in this issue. I mean, just everywhere and just angry. all the, Just all ang- hate and teeth. Do you remember a more brutal Doc Ock fight than this one? Um, this one was pretty brutal. I, I don't know, man. The one where he tore his arms off. Yeah, that, that was the, brutal. But I mean, but you know, you can look at that those issues as part of this. Yeah, that, that you wouldn't have this without that. No, so. you really wouldn't. I mean, you have to it's look like at all of this fight. as as a big, just one big giant fight. From the moment it's Doc and versus the Owl. <clears throat> you know, to the point where uh, Black Cat gets shot in the titty. To, to this. Shit, the, the shit track, yeah. The shit track yeah. to this. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to look at it as one giant fight event, you know. And this, obviously, Slot had read this issue when he wrote the scene where uh, Superior Spider-Man punched Felicia and blooded her nose and she went to jail, etc. Yeah, it, it, it's certainly interesting, especially now, you know, that we're going to deal with, I guess Felicia's a psychopath, you know, mastermind now, I don't know. Um, we'll see, I guess, whatever comes with it. But this, this, this is definitely the Ock-Felicia hatred. This is where it sparked. So. Yeah, um, although not so much with the Felicia-Peter hatred. I mean, but... Yeah. 